Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome to the Mind Body Alignment Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Romero, and also your coach. I'm here to teach you powerful skills and tools to not only know who you are, but how to become exactly who you want to be with a mindset that finally supports you. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's get started. Happy stinking new year, 2023, about to be your most empowered year ever for a lot of reasons. One, I know you're intentionally working on it. And two, I plan on being very consistent in my podcast (laughs) for you. Um, That's a big goal of mine this year. But if you've been here, let's just dive right into it, guys. The you are statements. If you've been here longer than five seconds, you follow me on Instagram for longer than 10 seconds, you've seen maybe even just one of my emails or any of my free resources. If you've been involved at all, you know how much I love I am statements. Like, You just know that. You know I'm a big, big fan. They're extremely effective. They're within our control. We get to decide who we are and who we are not. Um, And we're the only people deciding who we choose to believe that we are and the way that we show up in our life. So I love fully, entirely, they are my love language. I am statements. Uh, Words of affirmation is actually my love language, if that wasn't obvious either. (laughs) So anyways, I love I am statements. But you want to know what else I love? that I don't think I talk often enough about is you are statements. I really believe there's so much power in you are statements. And this month, January, inside of the Alignment Journaling course is our parenting mindset focus. So all month long throughout the month of January, every Monday I send a parenting mindset coaching email. So I'm teaching you how to journal about your parenting methods, identity, your style, helping you become the parent that you want to be. Not that I'm telling you the parent you want to be. I'm just helping you use the tool of alignment journaling to reaffirm that in your mind and give you a clear path of how you can become the parent you want to be because you're finally intentionally deciding instead of having like a negative mindset about (laughs) you becoming who you want to be. So anyway, all throughout January, we're doing that. And the first January coaching email that I sent out was about you are statements. Because I believe that in our role as parents, we have such a tremendous impact on helping to shape our kids into who they believe they are and who they believe they're not. And you and I have personal experiences in this as well. Pretty much just think about what was told to you as a child. Were you told you are bad, you are difficult, you are perfectionist, you are shy, you're a people pleaser, you're an overachiever, you are lazy, you don't try hard enough. Like it was said to us throughout our entire lives. And that's why, side note, I love self-discovery work so much. Because when you go through the self-discovery work, you're finally able to understand how much you've been influenced your entire life to believe certain things about yourself, certain things about the world, about other people. All of your beliefs have come from somewhere. (laughs) And it's amazing to just dive into all those influences, what's been modeled to you, um, how you've been influenced through what you've seen in your experiences and what's been said to you. Super powerful stuff. So anyway... Now that you can kind of make that connection of how you are statements have been very impactful to you since childhood and still in your adult life, maybe your spouse tells you um, you are anxious all the time. You are constantly overreacting. You are resentful. You're, You're a grudge holder. Or maybe your spouse says really wonderful things to you. I freaking seriously hope that. 
you know, you are amazing. You're doing such a great job. You're an incredible mother. I'm so proud to have you as my wife. Like you are a great wife. They could be saying very positive things to you too. So these you are statements are extremely powerful and very effective. And I use them with my kids all the time. So I wanted to record a whole podcast episode about you are statements to better encourage you to stay aware of what it is that you're saying, because I know you're getting a lot better at staying aware of what you're thinking because we're trying so hard to build that empowered mindset. And as you're doing that, you're leaning a lot into the I am statement because your, your identity and your mindset are working directly together. So if you don't have an empowered identity, knowing who you are, it's very difficult. I would argue that it's even impossible. It's not going to freaking happen to have this empowered mindset without any sense of who you are. It's just not going to align. They have to make sense. They have to be compatible for one another. Imagine like you, you have both hands open and your fingers intertwined with one another and you're able to clasp like these are compatible. <laughs> we can hold hands together. <laughs> um, so keeping that in mind, the empowered mindset really comes from an empowered identity. When we are using you, our statements with our kids, with our spouse, our parents, our in-laws, our neighbors, our coworkers, really anyone that we come into contact with, when we're using you are statements that do not empower them, what's likely going to happen? Well, they're likely not going to see the best in themselves. They're, not, they're likely not going to have the desire, the energy, the focus to show up as, a, as their best selves because not only are they not seeing it in themselves, but you're not willing to see it either. And then their mindset gets worse too. And then there's more conflict. There's more defensiveness. And we don't want that. So even just going back to the simple example of the way that we're communicating with our kids and how you can start doing this today is instead of looking at your kid's behavior and then attaching a you are statement to that, like commonly maybe your kids are screaming or hitting one another, um, whatever it is. And after I sent that Monday email about this, someone messaged me, re-emailed me back saying how they're commonly finding themselves saying you are a bad boy to their child because they're one child hits the other child, they're screaming at one another, um, they're making messes, they're not listening, quote unquote. Whatever it is, this mom's justifying herself and the reason why she says you are a bad boy because in her mind, there's evidence there to support it. Okay, but there's also evidence to support why he's a good boy, why he's so awesome, why he's so kind, why he's so caring, compassionate, creative, um, devoted, consistent, capable, strong, whatever it is that you want to see in your child, you can find it. You can find how it's already there. Even if it seems like a smaller sliver, <laughs> it's still there. And your eyes will see whatever your mind is willing to look for. What you see with your eyes is what your mind is willing to look for. We only see what we're willing to look for. So I could sit here and tell you how wonderful and awesome your kid is and how they are outgoing, they are courageous, and you're saying, no, 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 my child is shy because you're looking at the evidence that supports that and I'm looking at other evidence that supports my, my thoughts about your child. And that's how we can look at the same kid and have very different mindsets, very different thoughts about the child. But the child themselves is not the problem ever. The children are not problems. It's what we are conditioning our minds to look for and how it is that we are showing up for them that becomes the problem. 
We need to change what we're looking for in our kids. So you are statements are extremely effective with kids and your spouse and your neighbors, coworkers, strangers, parents, in-laws, whatever. They're so powerful and honestly so simple. You can do this today. So with your kids, when they are having a hard time, instead of saying you are a bad boy, why not use positive reinforcement in the face of negative behavior? That's honestly my parenting strategy, you guys. I am not a parenting expert by any means. Um, I personally love the way that I parent, but I wouldn't say there's factual backing behind it. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I am the parenting expert. Not going to say that. I'm your mindset mastering best friend coach over here. (laughs) I love mindset. I love thought work. But this this goes hand in hand with it. So using positive reinforcement in the face of negative behavior. Negative behavior is here, but we're not going to use negative reinforcement because what's that going to do? It's going to reaffirm negative identities in our children, negative thoughts about themselves, and more negative behavior. Our kids are doing what they know how to do. People on the planet, in this world, all over are doing what they know how to do. So when are we going to start holding space and saying, you're doing what you know how to do? You are a good person. You want to make good choices. You want to feel good, just like I want to feel good. But right now, you're doing what you know how to do. I truly believe that some people do not know how to communicate effectively. They don't know how to express the way they feel without blaming someone else. They are deeply intertwined in that that victim mentality that they don't know how to get out of it. And how can we expect someone to do something that they truly do not know how to do? We haven't even given them the opportunity to learn. And we certainly haven't led by example to teach them how. So anyway, lots, lots, geez, to unpack there. But going back to you are statements is a simple way to start. So when you see your child doing something that you're just not a fan of, how can you lead by example and instill more empowerment and positivity into your children, even in the face of negative behavior, how can you see and look for the good in them? How can you see and look for the good in your kids? So for example, if Liam hits Luke, my four-year-old, if my four-year-old hits my two-year-old, which happens often, I'd say actually more often than not, my two-year-old hits my (laughs) four-year-old. But anyway, if my four-year-old hits my two-year-old, instead of me going up to him and saying, you are a terrible brother, you are so mean. You're so hurtful. And, and really just pouring the freaking shame on him. So he's not going to feel connected to me. He's not going to feel like I care. He's not going to feel like he matters. And what he's feeling matters. Because I'm just attaching this negative identity to him and withdrawing myself. I know it's hard as a parent to hold space in those difficult moments, especially I find when my kids hurt each other because I love them so much. I don't want them to hurt each other. I don't want to see my kids hurt. I really don't. I know I'm going to in life and it's up to me to help myself through that and how I'm going to help them through it. But it's very triggering as a mother because I don't want to see them hurt. And I love them both, all three of them so much. Um, But instead of going up to him saying, you are a bad brother. Well, what is saying you are a bad brother going to do for my four-year-old? It's going to instill that identity. He's going to interpret that in his mind as I am a bad brother. What happens when you believe you are a bad brother? You are a bad sister. You're a bad daughter-in-law. You're a bad wife. You're a bad mother. What happens when you believe that about yourself? You have more 
negative thoughts, more feelings of helplessness, hopelessness. That victim mentality gets even stronger. It happens more because it's not just seeing it as like, oh, that was my my behavior. I can make sense of my behavior. You're looking at it as who you truly believe you are. And our kids do the same thing. Our kids are building an identity right now. And it's up to us to help them see the best in themselves, who they truly are at the core, the foundation. Even if they make a mistake, even if they say something hurtful, even if they are out of alignment with that best version of themselves, it doesn't mean it's not there. It's there. We just need to strengthen it. So when you say you are a bad brother, well, they're going to internalize that as I am a bad brother. They're going to have more negative thoughts about their siblings, about their abilities to be a good brother, um, to, to bond, to cooperate, to play together because, well, I'm just a bad brother. And as they get older and older and older, and that foundation of who they believe they are sinks deeper and deeper, it makes sense why we would see more conflict in the relationships with siblings. Just an identity approach and a mindset approach. I'm sure there's more to it than that, and I'm not saying there's not, but this is my perspective of it and a way that we can take action and control what we can what we are going to instill of who our children see themselves as and and doing what we can to influence that because our influence matters tremendously, especially as parents. So instead of it being, you are a bad brother, if Liam hits Luke, what can I do? You are a good brother. I'm not lying. I'm not lying to him. That's usually the number one pushback I get is, oh, so you're just going to lie? He's just supposed to fake it till he makes it? First of all, calm the freaking defensive engines in your mind because that's not at all what's happening here. And let's hold some space for understanding. He is a good brother. At the deepest level, even if he's hit his brother, whatever, he is a good brother. He's a phenomenal brother. I see that in my oldest all the time. He is meant to be the oldest. He's meant to be the biggest brother. He is so kind and soft and nurturing and gentle and caring and compassionate. And I see that in him in so many ways And instead of viewing it as like, oh, the hitting is because he's a bad brother. Well, no, the hitting was a reaction of what he's thinking and what he's feeling in that moment, not a reaction of who he is. Those are, those are different. So I can confidently and honestly tell him, you are a great brother. You're an incredible brother. You're the best big brother I've ever seen. And when you feel angry, We can learn what you can do instead of hitting because hitting hurts. I can separate the bad choice from who he is as a kid. You're a great brother. That was not a good choice, but it's still a fact of like, you're doing what you know how to do. And I know that in my mind, my kids are doing the best they can to their mental and physical capacity. If I want that capacity to grow, then I'm going to have to hold space. I imagine it as like the world or your, your, (laughs) you're feeling pressure from different directions and you have your arms out and you're trying so hard to hold this space, but you're feeling this pressure coming in on you and your kids. And motherhood is holding the space, right? It's holding back the walls that feel like they're collapsing. And eventually as everything on the inside of that space calms and settles, well, then we can repair the walls that felt like they were collapsing. But those hard parts of motherhood, that's what it feels like for me. It's like I'm holding up these collapsing walls and that's what it feels like to hold space sometimes. It feels that freaking hard to hold space sometimes. And that's okay. That's okay because I have this visual in my mind of this is the good fight. 
I'm fighting the good fight. Yes, this is a lot of hard work and it's tremendous effort on my end, but it's so much better than just giving up and letting the and letting the walls fall in, right? And feeling the pressure of those walls actually collapsing on me. At least I know I'm using all of my power, all of my strength to hold it up until things calm and everyone in my family can see who they truly are and help me repair these walls. And then as we hold more space, our space grows. The capacity for holding space grows. Your strength for holding space grows. Again, something else that we could dive entirely into. But reaffirming positive reinforcement in the face of negative behavior. Think about the thing that your kids do that just really triggers you. Maybe it is hitting or screaming. Um, like Luke, my two-year-old, he is a screamer. Holy guac, Amoli. <laughs> and that scream, it's just so uniquely his. I don't even honestly know how to explain it entirely. It's so uniquely his. It is ear just piercing and honestly can feel really hard for me sometimes. <laughs> so instead of saying, you are so loud, you are impossible. I can't stand being around you. Instead of that negative, very destructive language, I can come up to him and, and reaffirm again that he is good. That he is good. You feel things so genuinely. You feel things so authentically. You are not afraid to express how you're feeling. I love that about you. Screaming hurts mommy's ears. If you really feel like you want to scream, can we scream into a pillow? <laughs> can we scream into the couch? Can we step outside? Like I, I want to work with my kids and I'm not always going to say it right. But what I love about communicating with kids is it's okay that it's messy. You can communicate in a very messy way with your kids and they're very, very forgiving. <laughs> like they are willing to wade through the messy waters while you figure out what it is that you're trying to say and how you want to say it. And I, I just think that's amazing. I think it's amazing that they're willing to do that for us and with us. And it's just great practice to let it be messy. So if Luke is screaming, I can still have positive reinforcement. Let him know, wow, you feel frustrated. You feel angry. Okay. Screaming hurts mommy's ears. What can we do instead? Can we shake our whole body? Can we jump up and down? Can we run in circles? Can we go find the pillow to scream in? What can we do? How can we work together? What can I teach you right now? Because you are an awesome kid. You're an awesome kid. But so oftentimes, I mean, even on social media, scroll through, like, go to a mom account that you follow, scroll through the comments, and you will find someone saying, my kids are blank. My baby is difficult. No, your baby's not difficult. Your baby expresses needs authentically and genuinely and has no reserves about what they can and cannot communicate with you. That's the truth. <laughs> that is so much more true than your baby being difficult. The circumstances are what they are. The circumstances are the facts. And then our thoughts paint the picture. Our thoughts decide what it all means. And when you learn how to control your thoughts, you become so much more empowered because you're controlling what it means when your child screams, what it means when your oldest hits the middle one, what it means when your husband comes home um, in, a, in a bad mood from work. It doesn't mean he's a bad husband. It doesn't mean he's a bad dad. It doesn't mean he doesn't care. It doesn't mean he's always overwhelmed. But when we say that to our spouse, they come through the door and we say, you are always in a bad mood. Well, they internalize that. I am always in a bad mood. 
And that becomes their identity, their self-talk. We are always influencing, always. So when we're saying you're always in a bad mood, and maybe that's been said to you, it gets internalized. I am always in a bad mood. And we look for how that's true. Instead of, that's not true about me, because that, that takes conscious effort to battle the influences that you're taking in, to help yourself through what's being said to you and about you, that takes conscious effort, new skills, new tools. And that's what I truly hope to teach you here. Even when something as simple as you are statements, watch the freaking you are statements. Watch them. How can you take what you want to say? You are so difficult. How can you take that and turn it into positive reinforcement in the face of negative behavior? How can you turn it around when your kids are battling to put their shoes on? Instead of it being, you are so difficult and they internalize it to, I am difficult. And they have more thoughts and more actions that align with, I am difficult. How can we reaffirm it to show them who they really are and help to influence what we want to see in them? You are so kind and we are great at working together when we're on the same page. It doesn't feel like we're on the same page right now. Let's take a break from putting on the shoes. Do you want me to carry you out to the car? We can bring the shoes into the car. And then maybe when you're strapped in your car seat and we get there, we can try and putting shoes on again. How can you problem solve? How can you work together? Because our kids are not the problem. You are not the problem. Our spouse is not the problem. Everyone's doing the best they can to their mental and physical capacity. But watching the language that you use, the you are statements, you are my kind boy. You are so sweet. Liam has also said some hurtful things to our neighbor <laughs> across the street. Um, and my neighbor across the street is honestly my best friend. I love her, adore her. And my kids are extremely comfortable with her. And she has four girls. Her and I are both aware, like it's not personal when a kid says something hurtful to you. If anything, they trust you more. Like you are, you are safer to them because they're willing to, they're willing to communicate that with you. And her and I are very much on the same page and we've both been through these things. Um, but when Liam comes home and I know that he's said something hurtful to her, I do not say you are such a hurtful boy. You are so mean. I can't believe you did that. That's going to internalize shame in him and a negative identity that I don't want him to believe about himself. So what I can do is let him know, did you have, like you had a hard time at Nikki's house. You had a hard time in Nikki's house. That happens. That happens. You are my sweet boy. You're so kind and you're so caring. And you always have the nicest things to say about people. And I love how thoughtful you are about others. When you feel like you're having a hard time and you're all done being at, the, at your friend's house, it's okay to let them know that you're ready to come home without saying something hurtful. It's okay to say, Nikki, I'm ready to go home. Another thing I teach my kids um, like when they're hurting each other. Um, and I just, we have done this for a very long time. We're still practicing, but I need space. I need space. Every close relationship is going to have friction. You get too close to something, you're going to bump up against it. That's friction. Your thighs rub together while you're walking. That's friction. It's not conflict. <laughs> it's friction. So, and it's because we're all close. So with my boys, I observe their behavior and to better help reaffirm that, that empowered and positive identity of who they believe that they are. Again, it comes back to, you are such a great brother. It's okay that you need space. Just ask for space. Say, Liam, I need space. And Luke will say, he's two years old. He will say, I need space. I'm like, great. Awesome. Let's, let's work on 
now fulfilling that. (laughs) Here's how we can take space. Here's how we can ask for space. Here's how we can take space and meet our own needs without hurting other people in the process. But think about what I really want you guys to spend time doing is thinking about the you are statements that you commonly use with your kids, with your spouse, towards your in-laws, whatever it is. You are selfish. Guys, (laughs) leave this podcast episode with this. Do not call someone something that you do not want them to be. If you don't want them to be a selfish person, person, don't tell them that they are selfish. You are selfish. You only think about yourself. Again, it gets internalized with the identity unless they have strong skills and tools to help themselves. And in which case they're naturally going to fall away from this relationship because it doesn't align with who they are and the way they view themselves. But Likely, they don't have the skills and tools to support themselves. They're going to internalize, I am selfish. And they're going to have more thoughts that align with that because whoever we believe we are, we're going to have more thoughts to support that. Our mind is looking for the evidence of how I am overwhelmed. I am selfish. I am lazy. I am inconsistent. I am a grudge holder. I am anxious. Whatever it is, you'll have more thoughts in line with that. And then your actions follow. Identity plus mindset equals actions. So with your spouse, with anyone, do not call someone something, someone that you do not want them to be. Do not tell someone that they are someone that you do not want them to be. You are selfish. If you don't want that person to be selfish, then help them see the better side of themselves. Help them see who they are beyond their actions, beyond their choices, beyond the fight or flight, beyond the scarcity mentality, beyond the victim mentality, beyond the lack of love and forgiveness in their heart towards themselves and you. Help them see better because now you're willing to look for it. So if you notice someone has selfish behaviors, you can let them know, I really don't agree with what you're doing. And honestly, I don't understand it because I know you are considerate. I know you're considerate. I have all the evidence to prove that you are a very considerate person. And although I don't understand what you're doing right now, maybe you could help me understand. Why are you doing what you're doing? We can gain so much insight to other people when we're willing to hold space. Holding space is hard, right? It feels like the collapsing walls that you're using all of your effort to hold from collapsing on you. But in doing so, you become stronger the space becomes safer, the space itself grows and the walls stop collapsing in that way. You won't have to hold space like that all the time because the walls don't always feel like they're collapsing like they do um, when we're constantly working against people and fighting things and instilling identities that we don't want to see in people. So with your kids, with your spouse, think about Here's, here's a fun exercise you can do. Get out a pen and piece of paper and write out the names of the people in your family that you're closest with. Maybe it's your spouse, your couple kids, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your mom. Uh, maybe you're very close with your neighbor. Just, just anyone that you feel you spend the most time with. Let's do that. And you're going to bullet point their names out. And bullet point their names out. And then right next to their name, I want you to think about who you commonly say they are. If it's your kids, you are lazy. I'm not saying you only say negative things about your kids, but I want you to be honest so that this is an effective exercise. You write out their name right next to it. Think about who you're commonly saying these people in your life are. 
it, it could be very good. And I love that. But if there's any negative that you really want to focus on changing, you're going to have to be honest and put it on the paper. Are you saying that your husband is selfish? Are you saying your husband is lazy? You're going to have to write that next to his name. Same thing with your kids. Do you say that your baby is difficult? Your baby is hard. Your baby is inconsolable. Same thing with your, with your toddlers, with your teenagers, whoever, your adult children, whoever. Write out who you commonly say they are because who you say they are is what you're looking for in them. So it's what you see in them. It's not because it's actually who they are. It's just what you are looking for. And you don't have to look for that. But you have to become aware of what it is that you're looking for if you want to change it. That's the self-discovery work. It's amazing. So being able to write out their name and then right next to it, write out who you commonly say they are. And then having some space between each name, because I also want you to do this, right under that, I want you to start, I want you to write out who you want to see them as. Who do you want to see your husband as? Do you want to see him as faithful, selfless, strong, uh, caring, um, adoring, loving? Who do you want to see your husband as? Hardworking? Write it out. Oh, hi, Lukey. <laughs> Just a sec. So now you're going to write out who, who you want to see them as with your kids. I want to see my kids as caring, compassionate, energetic, creative, confident, authentic, whatever, genuine. Write out who it is that you want to see your kids as. Now that you have this new you are statement that you're looking for in your kids, Look for the opportunities that you can use to communicate that with them, with your kids, your spouse, the people closest with you that you want to change the way you're viewing them, change those you are statements to better you are statements that you want them to internalize as I am statements. So you can set out more opportunities with you are creative, saying that with your kids instead of you are so messy because they got out all the crafts. Now it's you're creative. I love that. Here's where we do arts and crafts and direct them. So in ways that it supports you and what you need, but also reaffirms that wonderful part of them instead of shutting it down. Same thing with your spouse. Maybe your spouse comes up with a lot of ideas and gets very excited about things. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. We don't want to shut that down. So instead of saying you are all over the place, we can let them know you are enthusiastic. I love that about you. You are creative. You are business-minded. Like you see things that people, that other people don't see. And I think that's amazing. And you want to support that. You want to nurture that. You want that to grow and better meet your needs too. And let them know, I want to help you focus on one to two ideas at a time. Like what are your top one or two ideas right now? Nurture that. Entertain it. Engage with it. So anyway, you're going to do this exercise. Write out the five or so most uh, people that you spend the most time with that are very relevant in your life, write out the common you are statements that you use with them. And if they're negative, that's good because now you're aware of it. <laughs> now being aware is very, very powerful. So now you're aware of what you're trying to work on, not saying to them anymore. There's no more, you are lazy, you are selfish, you are inconsistent, you are inconsiderate, none of that. We're, we're looking for what we want to see in people and we are sharing with them what we want to have them internalize about themselves. I am creative. I am bold. I am courageous. I am confident. I am willing. I am accepting, letting them know those things. Um, and, uh, same thing with our husbands. Like if you notice that your spouse is having a hard time with the kids in a moment, 
It doesn't help to let them know you're so angry. You're, you are impatient. If you've ever done that, I've done that with my spouse. Not helpful. What is very helpful, and I do this with my spouse, is I remind him, you are so playful with the boys. You come up with the best ideas to help get them on your side and working with you. I know this moment feels really hard right now, but you are playful. You are patient. You are creative with them, and I love that. How can we bring that out right now? And supporting that, helping him see that part of himself. Because we all know that in hard moments, if we've had negative thoughts, we never know what someone else is thinking anyway, but it can feel really difficult to show up as someone and do something that you know you're capable of doing, but you just have these negative thoughts taking you away from it. You're not the only person that experiences that, especially in your own home. So now you know you're going to write out the names, the common you are statements that you use with this person, and the new you are statement that you want to begin using with them. And then you're just going to live your life and seek out the opportunities to use that you are statement more with them. I hope, as always, that this podcast episode served you tremendously on all the levels and there were some golden nuggets in here for you. And remember, inside of the Alignment Journaling course, it's four lessons that teach you how to build a mindset that aligns with who you want to be, that empowered version of you. So powerful, so capable. It's not even really about positivity and bright sides. It's really about empowerment, that there's always something you can do and you can be proud of who you are. You can be who you want to be. So I'll teach you that in four lessons. And then every Monday, I send you a coaching email to share things like this, that you are statement, like something very helpful um, to do. And then I share journaling examples, how you can be focusing on your parenting mindset and your journaling practice to better enrich it and strengthen it. And then once a month, I do a live coaching session with you and the journaling community. So you can come ask me questions one-on-one, get some help, support, and build that community, that sense of community and see just how many other people are working on this with you. Cause it's amazing. So I have that linked below. Um, alignmentjournaling.com is where you can find the course. It's always available. And it's literally worth every single penny. Ask anyone that has it and they will tell you it's worth every single penny. It's amazing how much your life can change when you just change what you think, who you believe you are, what you're looking for in your life. It's phenomenal. So love you friends. Again, this is the year that I pour into the podcast. It's going to be great. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it. I love spreading the message of how positivity can come in so beautifully to help you through your journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm cheering for you. I believe in you and I'll talk to you really soon.